Hello and welcome. This is In the Back Pocket. Georgie Parker here. Nathan Brown has just finished dealing with some crypto, I think. Yeah. How are you, Nathan? It's been a good week in crypto, uh, Georgie. Last couple of days have been a bit disappointing. But uh, look, the, the technology is there. The technology is there. I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> You're an idiot. And also Brendan Goddard joining us as always as well. And well, last week's round of footy. How incredible was it? I guess a little bit worried about a few of our tips at halftime, thinking they were about to get over, but... Footy's been great. Footy's been really good. Really enjoy what's been going on at the moment. And then you turn on all the footy shows and my, my Sunday footy show's flying. And oh. every time I turn on the TV, Georgie, here you are. You're doing some show you got with Adam Cooney and what's the other guy's name? Camlo. Camlo. I know, I'm joking, Cam, I know who you are, you're a good fella. Yeah. Uh, then you're on another show with Daisy and Heater, but you're starting to get just walk down that, that path of the cane corns oh. type. Uh, and this is what you said about the great. No, 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 there's no question mark over here. I've never great. questioned He is an unbelievable great. player and human being in James Hurd. Should James Hurd coach again, do you think, Georgie? Oh, I know you're asking me this. Absolutely not. Absolutely what? not. Why? Because he put 34 players' careers up for jeopardy, in wow. jeopardy. Oh, don't, doesn't wow. a man deserve a second chance? No. He was front page of the <laughs> paper. He's done his penance. He might have taken his okay, million to go okay. over to France. But okay, you've got you're, to give James another you, shot. Say you were an accountant and you... Which I'm not. Which you're not. Imagine, imagine if you knew how to be an accountant. Say you're an accountant yep. and then you stuffed up a lot of people's monies, a lot mm. of people's businesses. Yep. All these businesses went under. Yep. You don't get to be an accountant anymore. Oh, you do your time and no, you get rubbed you out, you by, you get rubbed out by ASIC and all of a sudden no, you're back. No, I think that you just... So I'm not saying he can never work again. I'm not saying I don't want him to be happy. I just yep. don't think that he should be leading a bunch of young people who do what they're told. Athletes essentially do what you're told. You, you're like school kids. You eat when you eat, mm. told to eat. You eat what you're told to eat. You sleep when you're told to sleep. You might not have, but... So you can't have a second chance. No, no second chances in this world. I'm, not, I'm saying he can go get a job elsewhere, just not as a head coach of a football club. Mm. But I don't know why we're talking about this. Why are we trying you, to... Why are we trying show, to get rid you, of... You, yeah. put, you put it on the agenda. <laughs> no, I did not. But why are we trying to retire? We retire athletes before they're due to Both retire. And, and we try to get rid of Going coaches. Going slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah, why have we brought this in? Get it back on track, George. That's it. it well, let's track. go into... Nathan, you're strutting around there. You're peacocking out there thinking you're very top stuff at the moment. The trend is your friend. What have you found? Because you're walking around like you've just found Archie Perkins for an anytime goal star again. Tell you again. what, I've found some gold. The trend is your friend. Now, these players right here are all the players that kick out from full back. Now, Jake Lloyd, on average, plays on. This is just the play-ons. 10.5 times a game. So he's only played two games and he's had 22 kicks. Jaden Short has had 75 kicks this year. 23 of them have been played on outside the square. So, so all, all they need to do guys... is step outside the square and they get a stat. So how many of those, uh, they're all ones that kick, they're stepping out of the box? They're all stepping out of the box. Woo! So 23 of 75 kicks total for uh, J uh, for Jaden Shaw, but in particular, Jake Lloyd, 27 times he's kicked out, um, uh, 23 times he's kicked out this year, 21 of those times he has played on, so easy stats. So if you're looking at 25 plus possession markets, I don't think it's factored into the price that these guys are stepping out and getting easy well, disposals. So I follow Jake Lloyd, I follow Jaden Short, I follow Daniel Rich because they're getting these easy dis uh, disposals like your man Nicky Del Santo did back when he played for 14 years. <laughs> 
bag this go to full back to get a kick in. <laughs> well, hopefully our traders aren't watching that. Trend is your friend. The trend I don't think they is our friend. I'd be screenshotting that and making sure when I look into my multis. Now, take us into the coach's box. We've got Port and Melbourne. Melbourne have won 10 in a row. Port, they need to win this. No, they, no, they're struggling. about to get wiped out with no fear factor in them at all. Oh, but I think for Port Adelaide, Ken Inkley and the assistant coach in particular... If you're Maybe watching, James Hurd could go coach them. He <laughs> said slippery slope, George. But if... If you're watching last week's game, the talk around was Petrarca, someone, you know, who's going to go to him eventually? Mm -hmm. No team's done it in, in probably in the last eight times he's actually played football and you look at his record's been outrageously good. So Andy McGrath, Essendon, had a plan for him last week and it clearly worked. And I think it starts and finishes, as we know, it's a cliche in football. The game's won a loss in the midfield, right? So for Port Adelaide, if you want a blueprint, because the worst thing that can happen if you were to lose the game and you got beaten by Christian Petrarca again and uh, it, it just... It'll be all doom and gloom. For a miss right? of a coach not to put Correct. anyone so on. So you, you must respect the man, the best player in the competition. Essendon did that. They were able to nullify his influence on the game. Yes, then Oliver gets off the chain. That's that's <laughs> they another didn't conversation. Respect Oliver and they didn't respect Brayshaw. Correct. So I think if you're in the coach's box this week, Port Adelaide saw the blueprint last week from Essendon and the effect that he can have on the game on Christian Petrarca and therefore his effect he has on the game, you must send someone to him. So buy beware around Christian Petrarca, disposal markets this week, even his impact on the game. But I think Drew will go to him this week. But you you can't. can be on them, off them. Yeah, yeah correct. But the most effective well, damaging like the player... No, it's probably not used as tag anymore. It's more of a run with. Because a lot of these guys, respectively, they find a lot of footy, but they generally run one way. Yeah. So a lot of the conversations for teams and what I've been privy to the last 10 years is more of a run with. So respect him when they have the ball, but then on the other hand, run off him. Find the footy, have an impact for us because yeah. he, they don't chase the other way. So for an example, your man Took Miller, he's been averaging one 33 disposals since round one last year. They do the double tag on him last week, Ash and also Matty DeBoer. He goes down to 17. So, I mean, if you took him down from 30 to 22, you're doing your job. Take away eight easy ones because it's the easy ones that they get on the outside that they then kick inside forward 50. It's not the damage they're doing inside. It's the damage on the outside mm -hmm. that In these space. players... Clayton Oliver then last week, 15 inside 50s. The world record is 16. The world so record. The world record is 16 uh, by about five different players. And he was on course for that last week. So you need to put some time into Petrarca. Put some time into Oliver. Yeah. Now, have you found any value for us? There is value in this game, and it's not in the head-to-head because -head, the demons are pretty short, but it's around the possession market. So let's have a look at the value hunters for Port Adelaide in the 20-plus disposal market. What about Darcy Byrne-Jones, the hyphen? 26 in round one, 20 the last two rounds. The value is probably gone on spot players like Butters and Carl Amon in a 20-plus disposal markets, but certainly Darcy Byrne-Jones is there. And then if you want to have a look at the value hunters at the Melbourne Football Club, there's a lot of players like Ed Langdon who are getting Big numbers at the moment. Petrarca and also Oliver are gone, but my man Ed Langdon, just the running machine. You know what I like about Ed Langdon? What? Did not come off the ground last week. Yeah. Did not come off the ground. So you're a chance to get the footy all the time. I look down and I see players on the bench and you're like, get him back out there. But Angus Brayshaw, obviously that price is gone. Ed Langdon at $1.50, I like that one. Yeah, I like Viney for over 20 there. Is is it worth going into Petrarca or Oliver at the moment? Or do you think that both, question for both of you guys, or do you think that they're going to be a little bit hit and miss depending on what the opposition coach is I just can't back them at the prices you're getting at the moment because I expect them to get 30 disposals, but if they get tagged, mm. then that's a 24-25 possession game. Now, BJ, Geelong and Brisbane. Brisbane 
have lost 12 in a row down there at Geelong. They're obviously on mm. paper probably the better team, but is that home ground advantage a really big thing there for Geelong? Oh, I think it is. One of the dimensions of the ground, but it's just mm. about being comfortable in your own deck in front of it's your own crowd. It's a long way away as well from Brizzy. Yeah, that's right. And they often play interstate teams, which makes it harder. Played well there last year. They're travelling. So I was going to say, take you back to last year and that controversy around the, the tackle yeah. on uh, Blitzales in the goal square and Zach mm. Bailey. Yep. Non-paid free kicks. So I argue they should have won. So that's one that slipped through the net. But so their record of past performances being more recent was last year was pretty good. But again, most informed team in the competition, 3-0 uh, on top of the ladder. Is, uh, they put in a poor performance uh, for three quarters to Geelong. And they yep. put together one quarter of footy and they run away with a win. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. But uh, for mine, I think uh, Brisbane is still likely Brown, to get up. Brownie, how about the total points win this one? Obviously, they score so easily up at the Gabba. The dimensions, obviously, it's much skinnier. Yep. It takes away a lot of space for those midfielders on the, on the wings. How's that going to affect the total points? Well, I still think it's going to be high because they're the number one and number two yep. attacking sides in the competition. And what I love about Brisbane is they're going to get enough of the midfield because Lockie Neal, um, McCluggage, Zorko, these guys are going to get the football. Then you go inside forward 50 and you've got so many players that can mark the football. They go to Charlie Cameron more often than they go to Joe Danaher. So that says that the balance of their forward line works really well. Talk, talk to us about Zach Bailey. Zach You're Bailey. worried about him. Just about my favourite player in the competition right now. But is it a buyer beware? Because his record this year has been outstanding. Kicked four goals last week. Kicked one in round one and round two. Have a look at his history against Geelong. Now, I haven't gone back to watch the tapes and to see who played on him. But uh, hasn't had a good time against the Cats. So if history repeats... Uh, last five games, has kicked a goal. Might not happen again. He might be up and about tomorrow night. But it's just something to be aware about. You you'll probably throw Cameron in that conversation as well. Just because Geelong have a number of good small, medium defenders. They do. Hughes, Atkins, Tom Stewart's actually done a job on Cameron a number of times. So I think that's where Zach probably struggles. And it's kind of by beware for the smalls for Brisbane. So later in the show, I've touched on a couple of tools or a tool for Brisbane. But my thought process was that Geelong actually have a, a number of small defenders that can cope with Brisbane's they do. pretty potent small forwards. Same game multi, so total points over. The answer is mm -hmm. yes, total points over. Isaac Smith has had 20 or more disposals. I think it's a, a ridiculous amount of times. 20 of the last 21. Last week he had 19. And Dane Zorko, playing half-back, was injured in round one, but since then he's had 28 and 33, as I've said. Every week. It's the easiest position to play. Dane Zorko will rack them up back there. Easiest position in the game, as always. AFLW Grand Final. I'm excited to put this one in here. This is the top two teams of the year, one and two. They finished on the ladder. This game's been played at Adelaide Oval. And so, unlike the men's, the Adelaide team, they're going to get a home ground advantage. They're coming into this one as favourites, as probably they should. Because is it a dynasty if they win it? For Adelaide? It's a hard one to be calling a dynasty because it's such a new competition. And also the difference in this is that they're a one-club town. They have no Port Adelaide. So they're essentially a state side as opposed to every other state. Fremantle, West Coast, you've got two teams in Sydney, you've got two teams in Queensland. So they are one state side. They've not been rampaged by expansion sides yet. Erin Phillips, it might be her last game in the red. I'm ask you that. She might ooh, like that, like preparation, but it might be her last game in the Crows colours because obviously a huge Port family. Her yep. dad was an absolute superstar for Port Adelaide. So she, I can imagine, will be going over there for one, maybe two wow. years. So, you know, she'll be wanting to finish this, but they've reached four grand finals. They've won a couple of them. Um, 
time for them, I think, to win another one. It's Daisy Pearce up against Aaron Phillips. It's a PR dream for the AFL. So who are we punting on? I'm punting on Adelaide in this one. I think that they're going to get the job done. I've gone to our traders for a featured BYO. I've gone Anne Hatchard. She finished second in the best and fairest last night, just by one vote as well, just got picked by Emily Bates. Aaron Phillips for an anytime goal. Now in her grand final record, two goals when she was best and fairest in both matches. Oh. And then last, she's actually scored, a, been on the scoreboard in every single match that she's played. A couple of them were points, yeah, but she scored four out of the six Alyssa finals. Alyssa Bannon kicked three last week. Yeah, and the week before as well. So with Alyssa Bannon, she has really stepped into this place because Daisy Pearce and Taylor Harris have really got all the attention. They were scoring goals really early. Alyssa Bannon, she's only young. 19, she's come into the fold at the back half of the year and it's been someone that hasn't got as much attention. Of course she shouldn't because Taylor Harris was scoring multiple goals nearly every week and Daisy Pearce, particularly after her five-goal haul over in um, WA, she's getting a lot of attention as uh, well. And like most grand finals, George, the best on ground medal, mm. which Erin uh, Phillips obviously had an unbelievable she's record. Two. She's won so, She's won two of them, of yeah. course. But Here's your tip. I'm going for Eb Marinoff. Now, she is an absolute ball machine. 25 disposals she averaged. She finished third in the best and fairest last night as well. She's an absolute superstar. She gets her own ball as well. She tackles. She gets 10 or so tackles a game. So I'm going with her for a little bit of value there because she's not the favourite. Just quickly, yeah. a question without notice. We didn't discuss this with you, but it's called the best and fairest. Uh, do you think there's going to be a time where it's named after somebody? Obviously, it's the Brownlow medal. Uh, I know it's in its infancy, the competition, but it's the best and fairest. It sounds like it needs a name, doesn't it? It, it does, but I'm not sure where you want to get that name from. A lot of people go, oh, Erin Phillips, but there's a whole lot of women that have pioneered this competition that haven't gone to other sports before coming back to um, play footy so I don't know where they're going to get that name from I think they will eventually now that the game's not in its infancy Let anymore it organically yeah, almost, I, I, yeah I think it will happen um, I don't know whether it will take how long it will take or when it will I think it will get a name I don't think it'll be named after a player I think it'll be named by somebody a bit like the Brown no unfortunately no I don't think my three high quality games for Collingwood will <laughs> <laughs> mean that I get a game oh, three good ones though <laughs> Oh, yeah, what were your possession rates like in those oh, three games? Not overly good, but you know, I was very good when I played <laughs> hockey for Australia. Anyway, that, we'll get back to the second half of the round just after this. I think Jake Stringer kicking two goals is a bet as well. You know how we're doing a bet with mates, Kitty, and we need a yeah. dollar twenty pop. Well, Melbourne are a dollar twenty to beat Essendon in this game, so that is my safe oh, bet. I'm taking that $1.57 every day of the week for Taranto. This is a safe bet to go Geelong this week. They'll win because they, they have to. Just want to make sure you understand high-scoring venue is the Gabba. I'm going to have a multi Melbourne into Geelong to win into Carlton to beat Hawthorne. Crips anytime goal, 30 plus, Walsh 30 plus as well. Oh, I've been hot on Carlton this year. That bet. Crips into Walsh into Carlton winning. I'm just, mm. It's a recipe for success. Do you back Paddy Cripps because he's good looking? Is that, I is love that, Paddy Cripps. No, I back him because he's he's on track for Brown, a lot of Brownlow. Wait till I bring my Brownlow tracker out next yeah. week, George. It's back for round four. <laughs> Paddy Cripps so far, eight votes out of a possible nine. Oh, he's so good. Now, Sydney. Couple's got nervous with a couple of those just quietly. The, the Geelong Your whole kitty on, on Melbourne at some point you must yeah. have been getting nervous. Oh yeah, I was, I was, but Petrarca I didn't really I thought that maybe I'd get one more week with not getting tagged, but unfortunately so I lost that but one. Yeah, but... I was nervous with uh, Geelong <laughs> <laughs> Sydney and North Melbourne. 
Well, North, ugly, ugly, ugly loss last weekend and could be another one. Sydney there in form, over 100 points. Is it going to be so... Well, you Bad want to see the response from the players, don't you? David Noble was giving it to him in the you press during one, the week. You want one, but will we get it? Talked about their training standards That's and then sort of half backflipped on that and said, no, the training standards are about okay, we just need to continue to work on it mm. and get better at it. And you come up against Sydney in Sydney, so it's a tough one. I can't see them getting anywhere near Sydney. So uh, it's not often that you see the 40-plus market being shorter than the <laughs> 1-39 to 39 market, but all our betting with all our uh, sports bet punters has been Sydney 40-plus. My question for you guys, you've obviously played a lot of footy, how big of an advantage is the SCG? Uh, it's just it's just a little bit awkward. It, it takes a little bit yeah. to get used to in terms of... It's one of those grounds where you get out there early and just get a feel for it, especially if you don't play yeah. there a hell of a lot because it's literally... You can get the ball off the half-back line because of the distance between the 50-metre arc and, and the square is shortened. So your kick from half-back mm. can actually get to... Which would normally be, we call it, turnover city. Yeah. Which, if you turn the ball over from there, kicking inside 50, but you're actually getting it to like 30, 30 metres out. So you, there's less kind of ball to be found through the midfield because if you've got a strong half back line with pe penetrating kicks and guys that can break the lines, the they can actually have more influence and, and break ground more and get more inside 50s uh, quicker from the half back line. So does that mean that the disposal market, are you a bit worried about some of the midfielders with the disposals? Well, it says with the game is tight like that, there should be more hands on ball as well. So let's have a look at some of these players from Sydney. Now, Jake Lloyd didn't play the first week. And, um, all of them above 20, so they're getting a hell of a lot of the football. But for me, at $1.40, Jake Lloyd, we've spoken about the kickouts. He's had 27 and 29. He's played two games, 21 kickouts, 19 times he's played on from that kickout and got those stats. So for me, they're easy positions. You put Jake Lloyd, you anchor him in your multi every week. So whatever multi you're having with Sydney, it might be someone into Sydney. If you don't have Jake Lloyd in your 25 disposal anchor in every multi you're having, you're not doing it right. And you're chucking Sydney 40 plus there as well. Collingwood and West Coast. Well, West Coast, they're still absolutely ravaged with injuries. You think the Collingwood's a pretty safe bet. And you were you were tossing up putting Collingwood in for your $1.20 pop this week. I was. But you're nervous. So does that mean you think that West Coast might have show a little bit of fight? So our rolling bet that we have, or like... Bet um, with mates, group. Yeah, bet with mates. It's just 20%. Collingwood were $1.20 at the start of the week. They're now $1.36. But we do this show before the teams come out, so we don't know who's coming in for West Coast mm -hmm. or how many. What we do know is Dugowie went out, went to $1.25. Then Taylor Adams went out and went to $1.36. 24% of times Taylor Adams goes into this stoppage at the centre bounce clearance, he wins it. So 24% of them. Dugowie's 17. So that's a lot of contested footy, big bodied, out of that side. I still think Collingwood win. I still think they win comfortably. But just on that, with those two players out, am I prepared to put $1,900 of the whole kitty we've got on Collingwood at that price? I've changed my bet. You'll see what I'm going with later. But... I've just pulled back on the kitty bet. Do you think that the Dacos brothers are going to step into that role of those two boys? That I think possibly. It's probably a, a good time to implement more one of those into the midfield. Um, probably more so Nick, yeah. uh, just to give him the experience. I guess I, I think West Coast midfield too, being a bit smaller too, it'll suit him. Uh, it'll be a kind of smoother transition into that midfield, but obviously doing some great things of where he's playing half-back, a mm. little bit on the wing, but I think it's a good time to do that. But it's important those big bodies Pendlebury will probably go around. midfield a yeah. little bit more, so he still yep. play half-back. You'd imagine Lipinski would play more midfield as well. He's a high half forward who goes into the midfield. Maybe his balance is more Crisp. midfield. So you'd be looking at Crisp, you'd be looking at Lipinski to get touches this week.
Richmond and Western Bulldogs. Bulldogs that played well last week and they needed to because people are a little bit off them for a little bit. Richmond. Yeah, they what play do we good think? Do we think Richmond are still around the mark or do you think that well, they're... It's going to be tough to make finals for Richmond now. Their midfield is depleted. So yes. when they're two best two-way runners yep. in um, Meatball Prestia and also Kane Lambert are out. So they're the only two players at Richmond who really run both ways. And they're out. So it's very hard. So look at these numbers. 20-plus disposals at Richmond. Are, are you confident in taking any of that? I mean, Jack Graham um, gets a hell of a lot of the ball. Nathan Broad at the moment appears to be the main man and he gets a lot of the football. I, I, I like Nathan Broad as a footballer and I think that if you were going to go somewhere, I think Nathan Broad's the guy. Now, BJ, there's only been nine players that have had multiple goals in every match this year, and Shea Bolton's one of them, and so is Bolter. So they've got a couple of goals, guys in their forward line that can both score multiple goals. They do, and I think that's their concern for Richmond. I think that's why we see Bolton playing more as a, a forward. Mm. I thought his transition this year, and based on his footy we've seen the last couple of years, it'll be more like an 80-20 split between midfield forward. Yeah. He's got the ability, but he's also got the ability to break games open through the midfield. But I think it seems as though Richmond are concerned about their goal-scoring ability, so they have to have him there because he's so good. So you're like robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of thing. So I'd be playing him more in the midfield, oh. I think, because there's concerns there. Obviously, you've just touched on, but there's a little bit of footy there, but their ability to defend through the midfield is really poor now. So you've got a couple of young guys in Ross who's been around for a number of years, but young Dow, um, Cochin's obviously ageing, Graham's been more of a run with defensive role, Edwards you throw in there, but their ability to defend and be accountable through the midfield, yeah. they're really struggling with. The only thing that helps Richmond is this game's at the MCG. If it was at Marvel, I'd be making the Bulldogs my best bet of the round. I still think the Bulldogs mm. win. Spoke about Jake Lloyd as being my anchor bet in all things that go through Sydney. Well, Adam Trelaw has started the season unbelievably well. Does he do a lot with the football? Not really sure. Uh, he just he, little bits and pieces here and there, but he gets a hell of a hell of a lot of it. And I think I, uh, he was a dollar eighty. He was a dollar eighty two a couple of weeks ago. Went to a dollar sixty seven, dollar seventy two. Now back to a dollar fifty three. But he should be your anchor in these multis, Adam Trelaw, because the big wings of the MCG I think suit that man, and he should be able to get a stack of it. Now, are you putting him into your same game multi? Then what else are you putting into this one? Uh, I think the Dogs win this one. Yep. Jaden Short, I'll go back to my kickouts. Jaden Short, 27 kickouts this year, 23 times he's played on, so he gets so many easy disposals at Adam Trelaw. BJ, Fremantle and GWS. GWS, they're back on the winners list. Fremantle, well, they don't play pretty footy, but, you know. Uh, well, they did. Well, they played, obviously, a, a, poor, a poor team last week. A lot of injuries still in their team as well, of key players. They did, and they're, they're doing a good job of, I think, what they've got so far. Um, but uh, Brayshaw's second half last week was outstanding. Yeah. Yep. It was quite tagged in the he first half. He this week. Yeah, or has to, I think. He's influenced in the second half. I think he nearly won the, uh, the showdown. No, the, the Derby. Derby medal. He's their best midfielder. So He's we did radio midfielder. last week. We need to respect him. Ross so Lyons he... coached him. He says above Adam Chera. When they played, he goes, he's got him here, Adam Chera down here. He thinks he's that much better player than Adam Chera, so they have to tag and him. He's clearly way. like, a, he's the next captain, what well, looks like from the outside, and the next captain. So I think he needs to be targeted. Yeah. So I, I think I think it would be... And Adam Chera's a damn good player. Too. Great player. Great player. Yeah, I think it would be naive to GWS and not showing the respects he deserves. And again, they should see last week and the impact that West Coast had on him tagging him in yep. the first half and then the influence he had in the second half when he was able to run around and find the footy. Yep. So I think uh, GWS put the time and effort into him because he could be the difference. Total points. Fremantle notorious for having low scoring matches, mm. particularly over there at Optus Stadium. Do you think that this game might open up a little bit or you still think that they're... 
a low-scoring side. They're a low-scoring side. They scored well last week because they played against an opposition yeah. that had nobody. So, And the Giants, how do you get them? How do you read them on any given day? So total points will probably be under, but it's, it's not a game I'm keen to bet into. Now, you spoke about Brayshaw. Tom Green, though, he's someone that's an up-and-comer for GWS. How do you think he's getting plenty of the ball? Getting a stack of the footy, so too yeah. is Tarano. So, uh, I mean, these guys at GWS are getting a lot of the football. Uh, the one who's been down has been Lockie Whitfield. So, not sure whether he's carrying an injury or something at the moment, but not getting the numbers you'd expect. But these other guys are benefiting from that because they're playing more midfield time. Uh, Green's actually playing as a second ruck sometimes. So, mm. his ability then to find the footy and have an impact on the ground, I think, is where he's finding those extra five, six, seven, eight touches to take him to those numbers we're talking about. So, yes, I guess he's suffering a little bit in the ruck when you have Tom Green in there against the opposition's big man, but his ability to find the ball around the ground and have an impact in uh, congestion is, uh, you know, nearly as good as anyone in GWS's team. Who's your tip for this game, then? Oh, it's actually a tough... I think this is a really hard one. It is. It's a bit of a flip of the coin. So if I probably had to go with someone, I'd go with uh, Fremantle. Yeah, just because they're at home. Just because they're at home? Well, that's a Saturday game. Sunday game's coming up just after this. Hello and welcome back in the back pocket. We're going to go into the Essendon-Adelaide game and I've just come down from cloud nine after that finish last week. How good was Jordan Dawson? Did you think that was going to go in when Absolutely it came off the Absolutely not. Boot? I thought it was sliding. They, I they thought he's ruined my night. They never come back, do they? For, uh, he, he admitted afterwards it's not the way he envisaged it <laughs> and yeah. wanted to kick it. But I think mid-flight I thought we all that's missing. As a left footer, yeah. That little left to right curve that most of them have is it was missing right. Every boy's dream doing that. But Essendon and Adelaide, well, is Adelaide going to take this confidence from that game where they've come back from quite a big deficit into this match? Do you think they go, hey, you know what, we might be able to get a win here against a team that's very much underperforming? Or do you think Essendon's time for them to get a win? And the big Texan coming back in as well. Now, the Bombers, if they play the way they did last week against the Demons, they should win this game. Uh, I thought they were really good in the contest. They, they got touched up a little bit early, but then they got back in the game. And I thought their balance around the footy was good. We spoke about how uh, they were good against Petrarca. Peter Wright, when he moved, when he moved on Stephen May, he looked unstoppable. When he wanted to push and shove Stephen May, Stephen May had his measure. So Peter Wright's becoming a really good player. So I think Essendon should win this game. Big ball winners from both of these sides here. Benny Keys to me, $1.72 for 30 or more disposals. Quite weak last weekend, but there's a lot of big ball winners. Yeah. Well, he's had, some, he's had a couple of big games. I think one in particular the other week. But it, we, we look at the big ball winners v Essendon. So I was talking about Richmond's yeah. lack of accountability. There's some big numbers there across the first three rounds. We saw you know, Geelong's performance round one, Brisbane's Lockie Neal's 41, kicked two goals, probably the two sealers, and then last week v Melbourne, it was Clayton Oliver get off the chain, as you mentioned, Angus Brayshaw 34, and Egg Gladden, as a winger, had 31. So if you look, looking for a bit of value this week, the Adelaide midfielders against Essendon, but there, there has to be a shift, because they would be aware of this Essendon. Yeah. So where's the accountability? I saw last week, respect him and love him as a person, Darcy Parrish, but I saw him going head-to-head -head with Clayton Oliver, standing at a stoppage, seeing at opposite ends, and Clayton Oliver, you, you Brought up yeah. his numbers earlier. He's on track to break all records. Inside 50s. And Brayshaw had 21 uncontested And his marks. clearance work is arguably one of the best in the competition. We've known that. So they got beaten by what they known with Clayton Oliver last week. So I think there's some conversations had at Essen, and there should have been, around their accountability through the midfield. And you, there's some value there, but I was saying, if you're, if you're an Essen supporter, you want to see them respond so particularly who, through the So who's going to get the ball from Adelaide then? Because well, they've, they've got, got some big ball winners, winners too. They've got, they've got Crouch and they've got Crouch can get at 40. Benny Keyes kicks one of the great helicopters you'll ever see most times when he gets <laughs> there. But, uh, yeah, there's some big numbers. So if you are keen on betting and you're not keen on Adelaide winning, 
you would be betting on those ball winners, 25 plus, 30 plus. We'll talk about Jake Stringer. Now, uh, he is an electric player, as we know, but he's a fast starter. He starts games well. Last year, he kicked the first goal six times. Mm -hmm. That was the most in the AFL. Tex Walker did it five times, but missed a fair bit. I think Tex did it four in the first six rounds yeah. last year. But uh, So for me, Jake Stringer, to kick the first goal of the game, or... To kick the first goal, uh, to kick a goal in the first quarter at any time. So I think the only thing both bets. He may be starting as a midfielder, but he kicks him out of the midfield. Does. Well, he, he does, but the midfield. generally finding the ball at the centre bounce and then kicking it inside fifty. Yeah, do you, do you reckon it's going to take Tex Walker a little bit of time to get back into it, or do you think he'll slot straight back in? He's getting older. He's getting slower. He's thirty-one. Hasn't played a game. Hasn't played. Hasn't been allowed to play a game via the AFL. So he's missed a lot of football. But he came into that season last year. And was unbelievable. So, Tex Walker, um, Essendon don't have... reports being tra like training unbelievable. Matty Nick said he's yeah. never seen anyone train the attention. And if you wanted to come in and play against a defensive unit, it's this one. Yeah. Now, Nathan. Yeah. Who's drinking the bathwater, mate? You happy with that? <laughs> you are happy with that. Firstly, that photo shoot is That's, coming Is that actually you? That is me. That oh. was a great, the great Michael Dodge got me. Did he? Michael Dodge has got He's a lot of bath players. I think I came up with the <laughs> idea of that one, actually. But who's drinking their own bathwater? Now, it might seem hard, but I'm not sold on the Hawks. I'm not sold on the Hawks. That they Can they keep up their inside 50 dominance? I'm not sure. But at the, at, at, I mean conversion. This is against their direct opponents. So this isn't averages. This isn't totals. This is in three games against their direct opponents. They're 18th for clearances, inside 50, 16th. Tackles 14th. Time in the forward half, 14th. What they are doing well, though, when they go inside forward 50, their numbers are outrageous. So I sit here and look at outrageous numbers and go, can you keep up outrageous numbers? Can you do that? Can you continue to win games of football by having 18, rank 16 in really good areas, rank 14 in time in the forward half against your direct opponent? So that means for me they have to, every time they go inside forward 50, almost have to score 50% of the time, which... I don't think it, you, you can't keep it up. So that's why, at the moment, I'm not saying Hawthorne are drinking their own bathwater. I'm saying that the competition <laughs> yes, at the is. moment <laughs> pumping Hawthorne up are drinking their own bathwater because I don't think those numbers are where they need to be. I want to talk about Max King. He is an absolute superstar, but he's very, very good in the second half. He kicked four and one quarter last week. But and even then the week prior. The week prior, that all in this last half. Who's going to stop him? Because he's such a big target. He's 202 centimetres tall. He's big. He's got a good kick. Who's stopping him? Well, I think Frost will be his, his opponent. But what Hawthorne... Will he stop him, though? Yeah, look to be doing is they've got a lot of support from Sicily. Third man in, even Giath is having the ability not on the ground but in the air. So I think... They've got this mentality, Hawthorne, around a team defence. So Frost will be his direct opponent as such, but they, they're almost setting up like protecting space rather than opponent, which we've seen teams do. So that's where they always look vulnerable, I think, even last week. There was a bit... That game against Carlton last week was a like, circle work mm. game for me. I think it was entertaining for most people, but I think from either end, particularly Carlton, is, is that we didn't play the way we wanted to because yeah. we got caught playing circle work, which... Saying that, I think St Kilda can get caught doing that as well. So I think Jack Frost will get the job on him and, and get a lot of support, or hope to get a lot of support, because he's, uh, he's on fire at the minute. I think you could do the Saints a service, a uh, former great of the football club. Now, your kicking was elite. You were one of the great set shots at goal. 
Max King, I think that's the area of the game that he needs work on. I think BJ just takes him aside and says, oh, really? look, Maxie, this is the way we do it. Uh, he, he, I think you could turn him into a 70 percenter. At the moment, he's the best part of a 40 percent set shot. So that could be something that BJ gives back to oh, the Saints. Well, my, yeah, they've got my phone number, that's for sure. But I've got my own philosophies on goalkeeping. I've thought deeply about it and I appreciate your uh, kind words, Brownie. But he did, he did, mind you, he did slot them in that last quarter last week when Clutch. they needed him. Clutch. Mm. And they'll, you but know, he still missed two in kick. the last quarter as well. And yeah, so that's a, he's going to kick them and he's going to miss a few, but I think that's an area of the game that's sticking out because the rest of it, he's coming along, he's, he's been thrown in the conversations of being a Wayne Carey or one yeah. of the all... Someone even threw him with Buddy Franklin Wayne Carey the other day. I forget who that was, but one of the all-time greats he's progressing to. Now, speaking of Carlton, Gold Coast and Carlton, Carlton... No one expected them at the start of the year, but their midfield is just, of course you did, like no other. Are they going to be able to tag Cripps? Is Cripps taggable, firstly? Because if it's not Cripps, it's Walsh. If it's not Walsh, it's Chera. Their or it's Kennedy. So good. Yeah, Big Kennedy, numbers, have a look at them. It. Have a look at them. Now, Sam Doherty, for me, is the value in this one. George Hewitt as well, and Matthew Kennedy. So, uh, Matthew Kennedy's at 33, 31 and 30. Yet he's still a big price just to get 25. He is the engine room at the moment. So, if they do tag Paddy Cripps, Matty Kennedy's still going to get the disposals. Sam Walsh is still going to get the disposals. But Sam Doherty at halfback, I say it again, he'll rack them up, he'll go sideways, he'll get the chips. Sam Doherty, and I'm going to have my bet on Sam Doherty later. You wait and you see that. But uh, I'm putting everything into sacks. Well, I'm going to hear it. Do it now? Do it now. Bets with mates. So, bet with mates. We've been oh. doing well. Melbourne for me. What was so yours? The, pre the pressure is mounting on all of us. We started with $1,000, and we're trying to get a 20% a, a uplift on every week. You're I, nervous I, about I, this. 30%. I've changed my bet a couple of times this week, but I've landed. So $1,903 on Sam Doherty to get 20 disposals. And looking at his chart, he is going... He's going that way. 19, that, 33 last you week. You can actually split... You don't have to put the $1,900. You don't have to put the whole kitty on you Sam Doherty. Yeah. You're right. We, we can split that up. I'm going to put my big boy pants on BJ and I'm going to go $1,900 yeah. on Sam Doherty to get 20 disposals. I can see you perspiring. So he's, he's going to rack them up. There was a couple of other ones I thought about this week. So there's about three or four bets. And this is the last game of the round at 4.40. So I'm going to see all these other bets. Get up. And if they all get up, I'm going to start to get nervous. <laughs> but my man Sam Doherty, he's Come going on. to get it. Well, your favourite segment of all time, the Brownies Brownlow marker. Yeah. Got track it. Tell us, Paddy Cripps, you seeing him eight out of nine so far. Who else is going up the top there? Well, Sam Doherty uh, probably would have got the three last week, but even now the umpires will be looking for Paddy Cripps and voting for him. His numbers are extraordinary at the moment, and he's kicking goals. Yeah, he's kicking goals. I was going to say last week, I know Sam uh, was best on ground voted by uh, Coaches Award. Coaches Award, yeah. But umpires, umpires see, it, see it differently, Umpire so he may have Paddy got three Cripps last week. He's pumping at the moment. 30 disposals, three goals, three votes. Clearly, Western Bulldogs, 35 and 2, he gets the three. At 31 and 1 last week. I've, I've got him in for two, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's $3. He's $5 at the moment of the favourite. Christian Matraka didn't vote last week. He was the favourite. Petrarca's out to six. Brownie, put us into your $100 play. $100 play, you've been, okay. You've been going all right. You've been going all right. Now, let's have a look at my $100 play. Um, I'm looking for it at the moment. So this is last week. Travis Boak, if he had kicked the winner last week, I think I've got the showdown medal with a big tick there, but my same game mouldy. I'm up to 311. Georgie, you got your same game mouldy. Crips, Crips, because he's good looking. And also <laughs> Sam Walsh and BJ let himself drop poorly last week. Yeah, well, that's it. So BJ, if you're playing with $100, what do we got? 
Uh, my $100 play this week, I'll have $50 on the same game multi with Western Bulldogs. Adam Trelaw, Jack McRae, Josh Dunkley and Caleb Daniel, who's been a little bit on form, so there's a little bit more value there, I think, because he hasn't been performing so well. But I think he'll find some form this week. And my other $50, second $50, Collingwood head-to-head, -head, I think there's almost a certainty. Should be a certainty in uh, most people's uh, multis this week. Scott Penderbury, Jack Chris, Josh and Nick Dacos, both for 20-plus. I like it. You like it. Okay, so $50 on Dane Zorko to get 25-plus disposals. He plays half-back, had 33 and 28 the last two weeks. And the length of that ground down at GMHBA yep. Stadium allows half-back flankers to get a lot short, of the one, football. That's one leg. No leg. That's no, 50 just, just on Dane yeah. Zorko. So now I'm going to go 50 on a multi. So Collingwood to win, Western Bulldogs, Essendon and Carlton. Wow. Multi. I like it. I've, I've split mine into four $25 bets because yeah. I want to buy a little bit shorter because I'm sick of losing a $50. I've gone 25 Carlton winning margin by 25 or more. Yep. I've gone Paddy Cripps, 25 yeah, he's plus. <laughs> he's gone in every multi this week he's for me. twice. Walsh, 25 plus. Took Miller, 25 plus. And Pat, Paddy Cripps, anytime goal scorer as well. That's where you're getting a Paddy. little bit... Paddy, he knows what's going on. Melbourne at the line with Jack Viney for 20 or more. I just think that he's going to be having the least attention on him with those other big boys. I Good think that he's going to be getting that. And Sydney, 25-plus into the total points overs. Eight of their last ten there at the SCG have gone on the overs. And yeah, I, I think say that, it. There's meant to be rain around Oh, no, no, no. We're not playing that because <laughs> the line's a little bit shorter when it's at the SCG. And it, at the moment, every team is looking to score. How many matches this year have gone over 100 points compared to the previous seasons? But it's an attacking year. Brownie and Georgie, but there's, I think there's a trend most years at the start of the year. It's high mm. the first Still three early. or four. Four rounds, four. We're going off number four, right? And, then, and then the teams just find their groove, <laughs> figure out. Coach is starting to go. I've had enough of this. I'm Coaches locking it down. Coach is starting to tighten it up, so the scoring just 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 gets uh, less and less as the year goes on. They're, they're playing have, a no good side. Coaches don't have sense of humour. Guys, they're playing a no good side. They're playing North Coaches Melbourne. Coaches don't have sense of humour when it they're, comes to scoring. They're playing North Melbourne. That's it from us here at In the Back Pocket. Enjoy this round of AFL, but please, punters, if you are having a punt, make sure you gamble responsibly. <laughs>